Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Christ. Uh, this one's going to be a little shorter, so I just want to foretell anyone who's uh, maybe listening on the drive to work or anything like that. Mm, morning commute podcast. This, morning, morning commute. My morning commute's eight minutes. <laughs> Mine's so. 15. It's not going to be that short, but uh, we are getting a little late start. Dylan's been, he's been seeing pretty much all of Eastern America. True. I'm basically a wilderness explorer. <laughs> wilderness has to be explored. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much seeing all of the eastern side of America. So uh, he's had a long day. You go first, though. Okay. So for me, it's been a good week. I mean, I mean, I can't really say anything. That's just been great. That just jumped out. Everything's just all been a good week. I mean, I've had good days at school. And um, shout out to my A and P teacher. By the way, he's like working very well with the whole mission trip coming up. I have like a lab exam and like an online quiz I have to do, and I talked to him about it. He's like, "Oh yeah, we can just move those whenever you whenever you need." So shout out to him. He's really he's coming in clutch. That's for sure. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's great. I, I, yeah, that's I, great. I talked to him after a lab today, and he's like, "Oh yeah, sure, yeah, we'll we'll change it." He's how teaching should be. That's Not, great. I was like he should. Everyone should look at Mr. Rufus and be like, "That's how I need to teach." Because he's awesome. a great teacher, and I learned a lot. But uh, besides that, it's just been going good. Work's been good. I mean, I know complaints have a lot of new toys now, and so get to. And then what I'm looking forward to is the, it's the I lost it, but it's the home show. Home show's coming up. And I love like contrary to most people's thoughts of the home show, because I'm not gonna lie, most people that work it don't want to be there. True. Like the businesses, but I I love the home show. I think it's a blast. Yeah, I'm just gonna walk I think around. It's fun. And get so many goodies from other people. And it's fun. Grab some coffee, and I'll just sit there. I'll probably do some schoolwork, and somebody come up. I just, what's up? Like, it was fun. It's easy. fun. I had to leave just for my game Saturday, and then I'm coming back. Yeah. But we have a repetition. A, a reputation, what? sorry. We won last year for exhibit of the year, so we have a reputation to keep. I have a title. A, a title to defend. <laughs> I so, told them we need to do like a. You get a working sink in there or something. We're actually doing. Well, we'll talk about it later. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, we can't disclose our secrets. No, right? In case any but other heating and air companies listening. All right. If you're at the Cookville Putnam County Home Show this weekend, sponsored by the Home Builders Association of Tennessee, we hope that you'll come to Platinum Booth 13. Again, Platinum Booth 13 mm-hmm. is where myself will be in Jackson. When he can be there, and Mike, and Lisa, and my dad. Jay! He's coming up the whole weekend. Is Brandon going to come up at any point? He said maybe. Maybe. He's pretty gassed. Ah, so. yeah, I imagine. But yeah. Um, what about you doing? Well, it's been an interesting <laughs> few days. I went to Broken Bow, Oklahoma. You might not know where that's left at. On okay. Monday. We don't I don't either. know either. <laughs> we don't either. 12 hours from here. Drove there and drove home all in three days. And stayed in a beautiful Airbnb. Oh, my. It was awesome. It was so pretty. Someone did try to break into our truck. Brandon caught him and ran him off. So it's fine. That's crazy. Um, but, you know, the Airbnb was awesome. Like, me and Ty. I got, the only thing was I was a little claustrophobic. It was my own fault. So there was three rooms. Yeah. And then there was, like, a king-size bed with a master bed bathroom. Excuse me. 
So when it goes when it comes to these trips, I'm the young you know young buck. We had Brandon who's 39, and he we he got the king bed with the master bath, and then uh, Mark who he's the old dog. We that's what we call him. The old dog. He's um in his 50s and he got the king bed and there's four bunk beds in his room, Dang. and then me and Ty the young fellas. Which, this is my choice. I'm not complaining about it. We got to stay in a room that had like an arcade machine oh. and then two bunk beds. And I slept on the bottom, which is what I wanted. But I like, And they were quite like either full or queen size bunk well, beds. They were cool. huge. But I slept on the bottom bunk. And I'm, I got a little nervous because the, the bed was probably, the upper bed was probably seven inches from my nose. Oh. When I was laying on my back, I was just like... Like, when I rolled, and I'm not a small person, I get it, but when I rolled over, like, my hip would touch the top, like, oh touch goodness. the, so that was, like, there was one point I, like, it was in my sleep, but I punched the air in my sleep and punched the actual bed. Oh. Like, I remember waking up and being like, oh, oh, oh. oh. I must have been dreaming, because my, I didn't punch, but, like, my arm went up, and I was laying on my back. That'd be funny to see. And it just, like, went up, and I'm like, oh, it woke me up, and I was like, oh, my knuckles, ow. So... Yeah, we um, we went up there. We uh, ate at a terrible Mexican restaurant yesterday. I mean, terrible. And then, but I will. So this is all I'll say. So yesterday, no breakfast. Well, a biscuit from a gas station that Brandon went to, but no breakfast, which I'm cool with because I don't eat breakfast a lot anymore. I used to. I don't anymore. And then for lunch, I had two chips because I didn't even want to eat any of the like. I got nachos. And there was refried beans between the chip and the cheese and the chicken. Mm. No. No. So I literally, I ate a couple of pieces of chicken off the top, but I did not. I had the chips, a few, two. So that's all I had for lunch. Mm. So, the, and that was all of us. Like we, none of us liked the food except for Ty. <laughs> but we got to the hotel last night and we were all just, we were tired. And um, we were in Little Rock, Arkansas, which apparently is a dangerous city. I had no idea. Really? I didn't know. But um stayed in Little Rock last night, and the Holiday Inn, where we stayed, had a restaurant. And honestly, we were also tired and hungry. Like, we didn't, we had low expectations for this restaurant. We right. were like, it's a hotel restaurant. Like, but we're going to eat here because we literally don't want to go anywhere else. And we went in there. If I tell you what our table ordered, are you going to judge me? No. Promise? Promise. All right. So, Ty got the... They had like a buffet, which you could also order off the menu. And the buffet was Taco Tuesday. So, that was like rice and chicken yeah. and steak. You know what? Not bad. I would eat it, but I didn't want a buffet or anything. So, I ordered off the menu. So, I ordered a bacon cheeseburger. And Mark ordered a... We all... Me, Brandon, Mark, all three got burgers. And then we... For appetizers, we got... Some chicken strips, a whole pizza, and fried pickles. And we also ate some Italian food. <laughs> so, like, and it was the best dinner I think I've had in a long time. Okay. Like, it was so, the burger, phenomenal. And we literally just, we sat there. They had to pull up another table for our food to sit on. Dang. Like, that's how embarrassing <laughs> that's it was. And we were like, we, we were charging it, work paid for it, so we were charging it to the room. And um, he comes back. The guy brings our ticket, like to just show us how much it was. And Brandon's like, "I guarantee it's gonna be 150 bucks all day long for all the." I mean, we ordered a ton of food, sixty five dollars. 
Wow. For a whole pizza, chicken strips, fried pickles, burgers, fries for three people, all our drinks, and Ty's buffet. We were like... Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. So, but we had a good time. We got back, had a little delay today, hoping we would make it back earlier than we did, but we got some water in our fuel and had to drain our tanks and put some treatment in them, and it was just a lot, but... You're, you're home now. Yeah. But I am gassed. I'm not going to lie. I'm beat. Beat. To death. So anyway, we're going to Matthew 26. 26. Oh, you start. Ah, Matthew 26. We finished up with uh, the first 13 verses. And like I said, I don't know how far we're going to get today. But we're going to just, you know, see where the wind takes us. Uh, we're going to be picking up in uh, verse 14, uh, right where we uh, left off with G- Jesus betrayed Jesus's betrayal uh, with Judas involved. So, uh, are you sure we got to twenty six? Yeah, because you talked about. Um, I talked about uh, Mary and what she gave up, and you talked about what uh, who we can allow to the table, or like That's we can't sorry, deny I just, anyone. I just want to um, make sure to the table. So, um, all right, verse fourteen. Uh, then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he sought an opportunity to betray him, him being Jesus. And, and so we have Judas separating from the, the group at some point, and he's off to betray Jesus for money. You know, the, the chief priests needed someone who, who knew Jesus' movements. They're all trying to have this plot to to catch, capture Jesus, interrogate him, and then ultimately it leads to his death. But, you know, we know Jesus, uh, Judas here is a, he's a greedy person. We've known that in, in the scriptures. And, you know, but in Luke, um, it Luke gives a different perspective. It says that Satan entered Judas, um, who was called Iscariot. And just knowing that tells us Judas probably was an unbeliever. And I believe it would never have done any of this, these things to Jesus. This is a kind of a perfect example of uh, God's sovereignty. Uh, Jesus chose an unbeliever uh, to be a part of the twelve, you know, in order that this unbeliever uh, would betray him and to set off this domino effect um, that we see here. And, you know, so Judas and, and the fellow conspirators um, agreed to thirty pieces of silver. You know, in the exchange for Judas helping them capture Jesus. Now, thirty pieces isn't just like by luck. You know, in law, in the law, thirty pieces of silver is the same price that you must uh, that uh, must be paid if an animal kills another slave. So, you know, in effect, they were assigning Jesus the same value as a dead slave. You know, and Zechariah eleven thirteen kind of foretells that if you were wanting to hear prophecy. Um, and so this, just two verses right here, sets the stage for much more to come. Well, and, and kind of like what he was saying, you know, with with Judas in the scriptures, he was greedy. He was somebody that, you know, a lot of people didn't really trust him. Um, he definitely wasn't, and there wasn't favorites, but he wasn't one of the favorite disciples, right. air quotes, you know. But nonetheless, you know, still a good guy. Mm-hmm. You still know, part of the twelve. Made mistakes, but still a friend of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what I like here quickly is, you know, he says in fifteen, "What will you give me if I deliver him over to you?" 
and they paid him 30 pieces of silver and then 16. And from that moment, from this moment that's happening, he sought an opportunity to betray him. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, you know, he had been thinking about it. It wasn't he, and, and I'm sure he was, but it was from that moment when he decided to make a decision, that's when he decided to betray him. Mm-hmm. And we think about our mistakes and the things, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Would I even be one of the 12? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But he was still one of the 12, a friend of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, and he made a decision that affected his entire future. Right. Right then, from that moment in verse 16 as ESV describes it. And so just keep that in the back of your mind, and we're going to go back to that. So I'll keep reading here in 17. But now on the first day of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand. I will give the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at the table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him one after another, is it me or is it I, Lord? And he answered, he who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me and the son of man goes as it is written but woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed it would have been better for that man if he had not been born and judas who would betray him answered is it i rabbi and he said to him you have said so so real quick the feast of the unleavened bread is uh, it lasts about seven days in the jewish month of nisan and that's late uh late march early april and they ask Jesus how they're to celebrate the Passover. He tells them to enter into the city, and there's a certain man who's going, to, and that's where they're going to be able to have the Passover meal. And now that they've found this man, they they're having the Passover meal. With, and when Jesus uh, when Jesus announced that one of his twelve will uh, betray him, and he who dipped his hand, there's a lot of. Um, things to do with the unleavened bread there will the um, unleavened uh, feast that was going on there it was custom to take a piece of bread or a piece of meat and dip it into a common bowl or sauce so that kind of left it wide open for people well for at least the 12 to kind of all do a, a self-assessment when jesus is like one the one who has dipped his hand in the bowl with me will betray me it kind of does the self-assessment but then in 25 when judas asks uh, is it I, Rabbi? He says, you have said so. Well, and think about this. In 25, it reveals a lot about Judas and, you know, who he is. He made a decision, and this is the problem that we have. You know, owning up to the decisions that we make is hard for us. And so in verse 16, we have the answer. And from that moment, he sought an opportunity to betray him. But in verse 24, you know, he's saying, you know, as it is written that whoever betrays the Son of Man, it would be better if he had not been born. And Jesus, and I, or excuse me, in 25, Judas, and I'll who would betray him? Duh. Yeah. <laughs> but Judas, who would betray him, answered, is it me? You know, did, I, did I? Is it going to be me that betrays you? He knew. Yeah. In the back, he knew. He knew. But he's watching, because of the decision that he made, he's watching his other 11 friends be tortured. It's plain dumb. 
because because now they're all like, yeah, oh no, you know who, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Instead of just saying, yeah, I did it. Uh, it was me, yeah. or it's going to be me, or and that's a very hard thing to admit. But guys, we we need to get into our head that sin is sin. Mm-hmm. A mistake is a mistake. You know, don't don't tear level it. Don't say this one's worse than the other. Sin is sin. Mistakes are mistakes. But in order for you to have a pure relationship with Jesus and a faithful relationship with Jesus is to be willing to realize when you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, realize that, yeah, I did that. Or, you know, yeah. And and that's and he's it's not only affecting himself at this point. It's affecting it's torturing the other eleven. So we have two lessons here. You have the lesson of, you know, the decisions that we make, especially as Christians. This is a friend of Jesus. We're all friends of Jesus. That was in my sermon Sunday night, by the way. (laughs) But I mean we're all friends of Jesus, but we still we still make mistakes. We're not perfect. Judas wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. and the decision that he made affected so many people. And the decisions that we make, whether we know it or not, if it affects somebody else. What we decide, and when we've made mistakes, we just seem to be willing to say, "Yeah, I did it." Yeah, yeah, that was me. My bad. You know, nobody in life is perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. Say, "Yeah, I did it. That was me. I'm sorry," and move on. But Judas at this point, has done that. But he's also denying himself of a problem. See, we we get so wrapped up in sin and we get so wrapped up in so many mistakes that could be avoided if you own up to the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, but we don't want to do that. We we want to keep putting it off and keep passing the torch and keep doing all these things. And and that's not what we're intended. Jesus knows that we're not going to be perfect. Yeah. The same way that Jesus knew what was about to happen. And Judas still did not... Is he, well, will I do it? And how do you think he felt when he said, Yup, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to do that. And that, that's kind of like a moment of realization. The same thing happens to us. Yeah. God knows what we do. And if you ask him, Well, did I sin yesterday? Yup. <laughs> you sure did. Why don't we hide it? Why, why do we why do we want to tuck it under and let nobody see it? We all do it. Yeah. And own up to it because Jesus knows. And so that's what's happening here obviously is is they're laying out what's going to happen and now they're together. Excuse me. They're over to to meet together for the Passover and it's me. I did it. I, I Judas is the one that but so now they all know. Yeah. I have to get some water cuz I'm about to hiccup. Do you want to keep going? Okay. Um, continuing in verse 26. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, it broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the, right, for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again for this of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's house. And so, 
right here, uh, we're seeing you know Jesus commands two things of his New Testament church to observe on a regular basis. One is baptism, and the other is the Lord's Supper or the communion that uh, I just read about right here. And so the Passover meal was was very rooted in the old the old covenant, but uh, Jesus here is is altering it. There's there's more to it than just um, the normal there the Passover meal was very uh, I think the word is like Seder it was very uh, meticulous uh, you had a script pretty much when you did it and you read from it every time or if you memorized it but Jesus here is altering it you know he he says take eat this is my body drink of it all of you for, and for this is my blood and Jesus obviously is not meaning this literally but he's saying to to take him in fully you know this symbol uh, and I'm going to use John, uh, John's reference to this uh, a little better. But the the symbol symbol echoes uh, what he said after he fed the five thousand. After he does that, he starts with his "I am" statements, and the first one that he uses, and Matthew doesn't record this, but it starts in chapter six, verse thirty-five, is "I am the bread of life." I'm going to paraphrase this just for time's sake, but in a gist, it says, "I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me." Will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. Will never go thirsty. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for you, and for the world. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I raise them up at the last day. For the flesh is real food. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. And so Jesus here is just saying, salvation comes through Him. Through the sacrifice he endured, as is as through the persecution, as his body was hanging on the cross for us, and we, and like I said, this is a still a a practice that the New Testament Church still observes. That when we take the Lord's Supper today, it's it's personal for anyone. Uh, everyone views it differently, but you know we reflect on Christ's perfect sacrifice. We know. That through our faith in receiving him, he'll be with us forever. And and that's the and like I said, it's it's different for everyone. But in a very general sense, it's our time to observe what he did for us. You know, there's a lot of people that will tell you that I'm not good enough to go to church. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not good enough to be a Christian or you know, I'm not interested in that because of all the bad things I've done or whatever. But verse 30, um, or no, excuse me, 26, it answers and really throws out that. And I'm, I'm going to call it an excuse, but don't think I'm being rude because I'm going to I'm going to answer it right now. But you hear I've heard that so much in my life, not even even my short time as a minister. I mean, I've heard it before that, yeah. that. I'm just not good enough to go to church. Or I'm just where you think all of us are. Yeah. 25, again, Jesus answers the question to Judas, is it me? And he says, yes. 26, now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples, to the disciples, Okay, and said, take ye, this is my body, and took the cup, and all these things, okay? Here's how it would work in my head. 
after if I was Jesus, and this shows you your human fault. Twenty five after I've figured out who's gonna betray me, I would put him in handcuffs or put him in shackles and have him taken out back and beat. If I was the son of God, I'm just being honest. Yeah. You know. Or better yet, just say you're gonna go to sleep now and then just never wake up. Because you get that power. Think about everything that Jesus is doing here, and. Yes, he's the Savior, but think about what he's done for them. He's changed their life. Mm-hmm. He changes our lives, but he's really changed theirs. I would have loved to be one of the 12, oh, just yeah. to follow them around. He's changed their life, given them hope, given them a reason to live. And now Judas is going to throw all that away for 30 pieces of silver. If that was me, I would say, get out of my face. Don't, I can't even look at you right now. I, I don't even want to talk to you. You know, it would be like one of your best friends coming up to you and giving you a hug with a knife behind, like, why? Yeah. You know, we're, we're family. And, the, and the, at this point, think about it. You've had 12 people that you've spent... Three years with? Three years. Set, I mean, I'm assuming... Every pretty day. Pretty much every day. Yeah. Talking to them every day. Sleeping. Your family. Yeah. Your family. You're not just, you know hanging out you're not just you know willy-nilly friends it's your family and he says i think so little of you that i'm going to betray you for some money yeah you know like and i I wouldn't i'd say this if you were sitting here and i'd say it and if you weren't if someone came up to me and said i'll give you four million dollars if you never speak to jackson again i would say shove it i don't want it you know because that's what and it's even deeper here you know but that's not how it is told in any of the gospel accounts. Yeah. It's told of now as they were all eating together. Okay, or as I'll truly what it says is now as they were eating. But if Judas wasn't present, it would say so. Yeah. They just continued dinner at that point. Awkward silence. Does that not show you the heart of Jesus Christ. And and so many of us who are lost in sin, who have no interest in Jesus, you're letting everything else come in the way of him. And you're sitting at the end of the table and you're saying, I'd rather, I'd rather party than have a relationship with you. I'd rather have sex than have a relationship with you. I'd rather, I'd rather whatever. You fill in the blank. And Jesus is saying, you can still sit here. It's okay. I'm still going to make sure you eat. I'm still going to explain how important and continue to to do the Lord's Supper with you. For the last time, I'm going to spend my last hours of my life with you. That gets rid of the excuse of, I'm just not good enough. You are. You're not going to be perfect. But Jesus looked at Judas and said, it's okay, you can stay. When the rest of us would say, somebody shoot him. Somebody get rid of him. Somebody get him out, out of here. You know, and I won't talk about what happens to Judas. We'll, we'll get into that probably later on. But, guys, give your life to Christ. I mean, whatever is holding you back from doing it, this, what we just read in the 15, 20 minutes that we've talked 
it shows you the heart of Jesus. And that's what I like about the Gospels is, you know, we see, we see Jesus' heart. We really do, the whole way through. We see how he acts. We see how he treats people. You, I'm getting goosebumps, so we're not really even into the good part. But you're going to see the heart of Jesus in the next few weeks as we finish up the God, the true heart, everything. And he gives that to us. He gives us his heart and says, here, it's yours. I love you that much that it's yours. And all he wants in return is ours. And we can't give it to him sometimes. But I'm, I'm just telling you, anybody who thinks they're not worthy enough or anybody who thinks that Jesus doesn't love them, he's spending the last hours of his life with the person who said, I like money more than you. The person who started this horrible, horrible chain of events that ends his life. And he says, yeah, I still want to hang out with you. Good grief. That's crazy. That's awesome. So I'm telling you, you're, you're missing out on an experience of a lifetime if you're not a Christian. I'm just, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being dead serious. It is the experience of a lifetime. If, if I heard somebody talking about, you know, this person, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little different. I love people. You know, sometimes it looks like I don't, but I really do. And I love to figure out how people work. You know, I like to figure out, talk to them long. I don't like to just small talk with somebody. I hate it. It drives me nuts. I want to know how you work. I want to know about your family. I want to know what makes you tick. I mean, seriously. And we see the way Jesus ticks and we see, you know, who he is. If somebody told if, if somebody told you about a person that did this, and I just told you about a person who did it. But I mean, a random person. The first words out of my mouth would I would go, I want to meet that person. I want to talk to him. Yeah. Because I want to be like him. That's awesome. There you go. I just read it to you. A person whom we serve, our father, in human form. We're not going to get into the Godhead. It even stresses me out. It's a lot. But our father says, I want you to be here. Even if you make some mistakes. Even if you betray me every now and then I still want to be in your presence and guys we all and I mentioned this in the night and this is where we'll kind of end it but I mean there are people who will look over you for the rest of your life there are people for whatever reason that won't pick you people for whatever reason that don't think you're good enough or that are mean to you or whatever and you just get overlooked if it hasn't happened yet it will but this is a person the person the only person that matters is saying I want to be in your life I crave it I want to be there for the wins and the losses I want to be there he just showed that because he 
Judas gave him a thousand reasons to kill him. Yeah. A thousand reasons to what I mean, right there. Every reason to say, I hate you. Yeah. And Jesus said, I'm gonna stay for dinner. That's fine. Betray me if you want, but I wanna I still I still want you to be here. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I mean, literally almost speechless. So I'm telling you, think about it this week. Think about it next week. Think about it whenever you hear this, years from now, whatever. You're missing out on the experience of a lifetime if you don't have a relationship with Christ. Because you will never meet some, or you'll never hear of somebody that cares about you more than Jesus. You'll never meet somebody who loves you more. You'll never meet somebody who tolerates more than Jesus. And he wants to see you in his presence so bad. All he asks is that you give him his heart. Yeah. Give him your heart. That's all he wants. So that's it for our short episode. Quickie. Of this Wednesday. So hope you have a great week. Be blessed. Be blessed. And we'll talk to you next week. Love y'all.